pressure. How many tackles can one man break? You say Hi, this is Richie. Hi, my name is R, me too. And I'm Lakey, so tune in every Saturday morning from 11.30 on Radio Willingdon to catch up with all the latest news and gossip in the world of sport only on Sport and Willingdon. Welcome to Sportanarium. I'm Lakey, and uh, once again, I'm joined by my my trusty co-host Arv. Me too. Hello, Arv. Hello, Lakey. How are you, my friend? You good? I'm good. I'm good. And good. Our, very excited. Good. Our special guest joining us today is uh, former super welterweight and middleweight boxer, and now a, a wrestler, um, RP Davis. Hello. How are you? Hello, mate. How are you doing? You okay? We're all good. Thanks, Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's very kind of you to come on the show. No, right? my, my pleasure. Today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks no. for Hello, Ryan. You okay, my friend? Hiya, pal. You okay? Yeah, you? Yeah, good. All good. Brilliant. Top man. Good stuff. Excellent. The, the reason we wanted to get you on today, Ryan, is obviously Arv and I have been having a look through uh, through your story, for want of a better word, mm. and it's a fascinating yeah. one, you know? Um, <laughs> very, it, very, it fascinating, very fascinating. Very, very, very fascinating. To, to what you've been doing. Yeah. So we thought it'd be really good to have a chat with you about yeah. um, boxing, obviously your career of course. in boxing, how you've yeah. mm. boxing, and then it'd be really, really <laughs> interesting to uh, to chat about the wrestling and, and how that came yeah. about. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, just to get just to get the ball rolling, I mean, how did, how did the, um, I mean, you're obviously, you let everyone know where you are as well. You're up in Blackpool. They're up in the north of England. And you're based up there. Yeah. Um, obviously, you started boxing quite young. But tell us a little bit about how that came about. How did you How did you fall into boxing, for want of a better word? How did, how did that start? Right. Well, I mean, I mean, boxing for me was always in the family. Uh, my granddad boxed uh, in World War Two, um, and then. Um, and then my dad became a boxer. Um, he actually, he was actually a footballer first. He played for Blackpool. He played for Blackpool, did my dad. And um, and then he retired from football, and he went into amateur boxing. And he had a uh, quite a short-lived amateur career, but he it was always his main passion boxing. Uh, he because of my granddad, you know, he, he loved boxing, and he used to. St- I remember staying up as a little kid. Um, you know, watching you know, you know the big fights. Like I remember very clearly Mike Tyson and Hollerfield the first time, staying up until you know five o'clock in the morning oh, with them to, to watch to watch yeah. it. Yeah, great, great, great. 
Um, but yeah, so so I had a you know I had a passion for boxing from a young age simply because all the the, the males in my in my family you know it was their it was their passion and so uh, I just kind of fell into it that way. But um, the tr- truth be told, I never thought I would be a boxer. Um, I, I kind of did boxing because my because my dad and my granddad did it, and uh, I always felt a little bit inferior to them. If I'm being honest, I, I thought they were, you know, real real men kind of thing, and uh, I always felt that they were they were tougher tougher than me, and you know, uh, better 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 more more manly more manly men than me. If you know what I mean, so <laughs> uh, I always felt like I was kind of living in the shadow a little bit, but. Um, like I say, I boxed, but I never thought I'd have the bottle uh, to actually compete. I, I thought, you know, it was a bit of a hobby for me. I went to the gym and I ate the bag and did a bit of sparring, but it was never serious as a kid. It was just more of, you know, it's, it was something that uh, my dad had done and I'd used to go to the gym with him or what um, and watch mm-hmm. him spar and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, he was sparring at the time with people like you know there of, like uh, Matty Ellis. And, and, and yes, oh, yeah, I remember very well. Very yeah. well, he used to that, dress as James well. Bond, didn't he? Didn't he dress as James Bond? Yeah, Bond he did. He was the Blackpool Rock. That's he's, it. That's he's, it. he's a good lad, Matt. He's a good lad. Okay, okay. Did, did, I'm going to say, you know, did you, you fight amateurly? Uh, I never bought a amateur. No, this is, this, okay. is, this, this is all part of the story, like... Um, I, I went right through my uh, my teenage years just doing it as a as a hobby really just going okay. in and out in and out of gyms um, yeah uh, and then when I hit eighteen I found I found women and I found and I found drink oh <laughs> yes so, the demons and, the demons and, and, and I, I was I was <laughs> led, yeah, I was I was led astray for a little while I was led astray <laughs> but um, no uh, eventually. Um, Thankfully, metabolism caught up with me, and uh, I put a bit of weight on. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to lose this. So I went, I reverted back to the only thing that, I, the only you know form of exercise I've ever really enjoyed, and that was boxing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I joined the gym when I was 21, 21 year old. Hey, yeah. um, and uh, we, we, I started training down there. And uh, at the time, the the unlicensed boxing scene is starting to boom. Certainly, certainly in Blackpool, at uh, nightclubs mm. and stuff. You know, like kind of white collar yeah. boxing, they call it now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in all fairness, uh, and I'm not trying to glamorise it, the standard was better back then. Um, okay. You know, it was. We're talking about ten years ago, eleven years ago, and it was a lot of kind of ex amateurs and and uh, ex professionals who had found an easier way to make money, uh, and they could mm. sell a load of tickets in a local nightclub. Yeah. Uh, fight, fight a lesser opponent, and 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 get decent money. So, yeah, Brilliant. the, the standard was quite decent. But uh, when I started at this gym, they they were putting on quite a few of these shows, and a lot of their lads in the gym were, were fighting. And and again, I still had no real intention of fighting. It's just I'd started sparring with them, and mm-hmm. uh, I found myself doing well with them. You know, really well. And uh, oh, brilliant. The main trainer down there, uh, who, who's actually, he, he got me, he got me, he got me into compet- you know, competitive boxing. He's called Andy Abril, and uh, he mm. runs a gym out of Blackpool called Sharp Style Boxing, which is now a really big amateur club, and they do really well with the kids and whatnot, really, really well. But um, this is again eleven years ago. Uh, he mm. said to me, Ryan, you know, you, you do really well um, in the sparring. Have you ever thought about having a fight? And I and I said to him. Don't know if I'd have the the bottle really for it, to be honest, Andy. I'd, 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 I think I'd get too nervous backstage. And he said, "Well, you should seriously think about it because you're doing well." Mm-hmm. So that that so that sort of planted a seed in my head. And then um, 
I always remember the, the way I got into boxing is I went to watch one of these shows at a local hotel and uh, it was a friend of mine was boxing uh, against uh, a kid from Wigan, a tough kid from Wigan called Carl Sweeney. And uh, my friend got beat by him. And by the as, when the fight finished, I'd had, I'd had a couple of pints watching the fight. And I looked at my dad and I said, I'd beat him, dad, who, who just won. And uh, he just he didn't even look at me. He just he just shrugged his shoulders and he said, no, you wouldn't. And And I remember this kind of, Searing anger that he challenged my manhood. Yeah, he completely challenged my manhood. Really, you know. And and I said, no, I would. And he went, no, no, son. He said, uh, you're a, you're a good fighter, right? He said, but uh, he'd want it too much for you. He said, you don't put enough effort in for training. Wow. So <laughs> now, now now I know that that was the trap that he set yeah, for me. Oh, yeah. was, there was a bit of hindsight tells me another thing, but he was setting a little, he's playing a bit of a challenge down for me there. But anyway, it worked because the next day I went into the gym and I signed up to have a fight. And then I come home, told my dad, listen, I'm fighting in a few weeks. And uh, that was that. So uh, I ended up, I ended up having my first boxing match about two months later and I won it. And then, you know what, what did your dad think when you went, went back and told him I'm fighting in a few weeks? He had a dry smirk on his face. So I, I think he got what he wanted, really. I think he got, I think he got what he wanted out of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, but then, then two months after that, uh, I fought the kid who, who I said had a beat. Yeah. I, I boxed him and I knocked him out in the second round. And wow. and I looked, I looked outside the, I looked outside the uh, the ring and I saw my dad and I gave him a little wink and he gave me a little wink back and that was the that was the start. Yeah, that was I, wonder, the start. I wonder what he thought. I wonder what he thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he do. I think he do. He, I think he also knew that. I'm the sort of person who've always needed, uh, you know, I've needed, I've needed a motivator in my life. Oh, and, and, my, and my dad, you know, my dad was my motivator because obviously as time went on in the unlicensed game, he then came on board with me as a, as a, as a trainer. And then wow. eventually the main trainer, um, you know, he, after two fights, after that, after the fight where I beat the kid who, who he said I couldn't beat, he, uh, he come on in my corner then. And then, uh, he was actually my coach right through my pro career, my only coach right through my pro oh. career. How yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, an we've interesting got... dynamic, though. Sorry, interrupting you there. But... Yeah, it's very, very, very. It's very... He's, my, uh, he's my best friend, though. I, 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 think, I think you can tell that. I mean, he's uh, me and my dad have got a, an interesting relationship, but we, we you know, he, he's genuinely, he, there's no person I'd rather hang out with than my old man. He's, uh, he's the best guy. How nice is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, when you hear about father and son fighter trainer relationship, I mean, straight away jumps to my my mind is Jake yeah. Calzaghe and Enzo, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, did he? How did he? I mean, obviously, you've got a good record in boxing. You only had the very one loss, but yeah. I mean, how did did do you do you think he kind of took each blow with you when you were in the ring? I mean, I'm thinking of you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> what it was it was a strength and a weakness having my dad with me. It was a strength and a weakness. I, I always say it. I, I I wouldn't have got anywhere near where I got without him yeah. because he knew that. That's why I used that story at the beginning. He knew exactly what buttons to press on me to to get what he needed out of me, you know. And 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 uh, I thank him for that. And and I wouldn't. And I, I, I used to say it when I was boxing. If I could have had, 
if I could have had, you know, uh, Freddie Roach in my corner, I promise mm. you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had him. I yeah. promise you, I wouldn't. Oh. I'd have had my dad. It was, it was me and my dad or nobody. That's how, that's how I saw it. You know. Yeah. So, how so, fantastic is that? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, <laughs> Um, but anyway, long story short, what happened with that is when he come on the uh, in the corner with me, we started up in the the level of opponent on the unlicensed scene, and I fought a few ex, I fought, I fought an ex ABA champion, and I beat him, and then I fought a couple of ex pros, and I beat them, and I went on to win the British unlicensed title twice um, at, at different weights. Okay, so, sorry to just put it there. Okay, so Ryan. What, yeah. what round? What rounds were you fighting in the uh, unlicensing? Yeah, they different rounds, don't they? Yeah. So, what did you fight for a British title? When you were fighting for the um, no, was it three threes and for the British was it five threes? No, for, the Brit- for the for the British title, it was six two minute rounds. Six okay. Two minute rounds. Six, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, back then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Different different rules that you for different yeah. titles in the unlicensed. You know, yeah. and BBU and different. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was actually, I was actually lined up twice to fight Michael Gomez. Remember Michael oh, Gomez? Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. You know, listen, Ryan. He was around when I was around. He yeah, was a top fighter. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I was one of my heroes when I used to watch, uh, you know, watch watch the British yeah. boxing on. on what, the what a fighter! What a fighter! Oh. Brilliant fighter, brilliant mm. fighter. You know, his fights were like Alex Arthur and whatnot. Cracking. I'll never forget, never forget that fight, mate. Was expected no, to lose. No. Went, went down to Aberdeen, you know, and it was expected yeah. to lose. And my God, no, what a fight. What yeah. a fight. Mm. What a fighter. So, but like I say, I mean, I got lined up to fight with him. Uh, but in all fairness, and, and I mean, he would admit that himself, he wasn't the man he was by the time I would have yeah. fought him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and 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 for whatever reason, it never happened. It just never happened. Okay. You know, I, yeah. I don't think his commitment was uh, to boxing at that point. You know, he'd, re- he'd more or less retired from professional boxing. Yeah. And he, it was just, I think, it was just a payday he was looking for, kind of yeah. thing. But but it never happened. But anyway, we we won the title elsewhere, and we did well with it. And uh, you know, and and it was at that point that people started to say to me, Ryan, have you ever thought of you know turning professional? And um, I'd only had nine unlicensed fights by this point. Mm. Uh, um, and I never boxed amateur in my life. But I just thought, yeah, you know, that this is this seems to be the trajectory that my that my life's going and uh, yeah. and I wanna try and I wanna try and chase it for as long as the you know, as long as the wave lasts, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, having a look at your backstory again, when you when you, when you made that transition across the professional rank, there was an interesting story I was reading about you the other day um, that you trained down at Ricky Hatton's gym. I did, yeah, yeah. I actually, I, you I actually got signed up by Ricky. I yeah. got signed up by Ricky at the start. Did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I went down and sparred in front of him, um, uh, and, and boxed. You know, sparred a couple of his lads um, down there, and uh, he, he agreed to. Take me on as as my promoter on my on my first uh, you know when I was twenty four year old this was now mm-hmm. um, I was twenty four year old and he agreed to take me on and they set up a big show in Blackpool um, at the Tower um, and it was going to be Matthew Adams going to box on it and uh, it, yeah it was going to be a big show but unfortunately I failed my medical yeah, uh, when was I was twenty four yeah um, with um they found a, a defect, not a defect. They found they found something different with my heart, like an anomaly. So, so anomaly. It, so an anomaly on my heart. So they had to they had okay. to look into it. They had to look into it. But the problem was, it took them took them best part of three years to figure out what it was. Oh my God. Uh, wow. 
and in the end, it was nothing. It was nothing that would have ever affected me. So they kind of stole three years off me, the doctors there, uh, before I before I even got started. But okay. I finally got passed, and yeah. I finally got passed, and uh, yeah, I uh, I jumped in, and uh, I actually signed up with Dennis Hobson up in uh, in Sheffield. Right, good old okay. yeah. Hobson. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. he's still around now, isn't he? Still promoting. Yeah, yeah, he's still, he's still, he's still, still doing a lot. Yeah, of I mean. Yeah, right. And I was going to say, how did you find the transition from doing unlicensed very, to turning very, professional? Very, very tough. Very, very and, tough, yeah. And, you know, when it came to it, right, did you find yourself very, very nervous turning from the unlicensed scene to the professional oh, scene? 100% because, I mean, mm. I was I was at... Um, I was anyway, really, because because I, I was very inexperienced, um, you know, in comparison to to you know an amateur who was turning over to the to the to the pro ranks. Um, you know, I'd only had nine fights, and and a lot of them were quite short fights anyway, and whatnot. And I had a three year layoff. I had a three year layoff with this heart thing, so <laughs> it was it was all of a sudden, you know, it was all uh, it was it was big business all of a sudden, you know, to try and jump in, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we jumped in and uh, we, we boxed uh, uh, a guy called Jason McArdle from Upstate. <laughs> and, uh, he was uh, he was actually out of uh, a quite a, you know quite a famous gym in Manchester, and he, he had a good amateur career. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we we boxed at the Doncaster Dome, and I won over four rounds in my first fight. Very yeah. tough, a very very tough fight it was, but uh, but I, but I got through it. Yeah, and won. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, Ryan. Fair play, fair play to you. I just want to say it, that it's got to be the hardest thing to have an unlicensed fight and to jump from that straight into the pro ranks. Oh, that has got to be one of the hardest things to do to not have any amateur experience yeah. and to go straight into the pros. You know, Ryan. When I went professional, yeah, I thought amateur had quite a lot of fights, and yeah. that was really, really nerve wracking. And I think yeah. too. Go straight into the unlicensed scene, then go pro- professional. Yeah. That, whoa, you know, I, I yeah, it was a big, it was a big yeah. jump, but big, always... not just that. Sorry, not just that. To do so well as you did in the professional right. ranks. No, yeah. thank you, mate. Fair play, you, Fair play, Thank you, mate. I appreciate, it. but I mean, yeah. I always had confidence in myself, and and like I said, um, I had I had this relationship with my dad that I honestly. Mm-hmm believed in my heart that when we're on our day we, we, we beat we, we you know we won that's what i thought yeah. I, I honestly believe that when i went in i thought together we could we can be anyone we can be anyone if we, we put our head together here um but but like i say i mean that that was a an eye-opener that first fight because it was it was very tough and and as you know of as well you know um Certainly, at the beginning of my of my pro career, I was fighting a lot of kind of journeyman fighters. Yeah, but you know how tough them journeymen. Oh, that's what I was, was going to say to you. You're fighting journeyman, but tough journeyman. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. Well, I ain't going to lie down. They're gonna, they come to fight. Yeah, they're, they're going to be there. Exactly, and, <laughs> and then, and then, then about. <laughs> hey, well, and the other thing, Arv, is as you just said, then not only were the journeymen and they were tough guys, they also knew that I was an inexperienced, unlicensed that's fighter. Right, that's right, that's right, so, that's right. So I, I got a different version of them than more or less every other prospect you got to fight because they, they fancied it with me. They thought, yeah. let's, put it, let's put it on this kid and see what he's all yeah, about, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so literally all my early fights were really tough fights because mm-hmm. the, these guys come out, so we genuinely thought, this kid's untested, we can, we can drown yeah. him here, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but 
trial by fire, trial by fire, because uh, you mm. know it was them hard fights that uh, prepared yeah, me to, 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 to start stepping up the level when I when I needed to. Mm. Which is, I mean, like you were just saying there. I mean, journeyman, you know. They are the backbone of the sport, and like I've just said, oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they've got. I know that people look at their losses before they look at anything else, but those those guys, you know, they're hard men, aren't they? You know, they they've got to be hard men to do what they do. They're as hard as they're as hard men as I know. Yeah, honestly, like you'll you'll never hear me. The journey with for one, there would be no British boxing without journeyman nope. fighters. There would be, you know, without them, the, 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 there's no prospect without opponents. Yeah. And and the, these guys, yeah. are fighting. Oh, they fight every week. Um, it's their prerogative not to get stopped because obviously if they get stopped, then they have to have a ban on and they can't make money mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks. That's right. That's right. You've got, you got, you got to have a month off. You get stopped so, or a couple or anything. So, yeah. so these boys are constantly fit, tough, and, 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 and make no mistake whether they've got a lot, a lot of losses on the record or not. If they get a sniff of a victory, they'll be all over it. Yeah. They will be all over yeah. it because because they need a little win every now and then just to yeah. keep them to keep them going. Yeah, you know, board off the rack as well. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's how it yeah. works. That, yeah. That's that. Unfortunately, is the business side of boxing, but that that is how it works. That is how it works. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly you hit the nail on it. I mean, going back to your record, I mean, the only blot on your record actually is against William Warburton. I mean, do you want to tell yep. us a little bit about that one? I mean, yeah, yeah, about? yeah, definitely. Well, William Warburton was known as when I boxed him, he was known as the best journeyman in the country, and uh, and it was yeah. that it was that title that that I quite liked the idea of because I thought you know it was very early in my career. Um, I I I actually I boxed six rounds on my third fight, so I jumped. I, I jumped record. I jumped six, uh, six threes. I did six threes on my third fight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My first two fights were four threes, and then and then I jumped straight to six because I was twenty seven, and I and I knew I had to put my foot to the pedal if I wanted okay. to do anything, you know. Yeah. And 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 truth be told, prob- I probably shouldn't have fought William Warburton at the time when I did, but I was on this major race to 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 do what I thought I could do, and and. Um, you know, I'd, I'd seen him fight, and, and he was very experienced and very tough and, and very wily and, and knew the game so well, but I, I honestly believed I could beat him. So I trained I trained like a demon. Um, I got myself down to 10.5 stone because we boxed at welterweight, um, which is the first time I'd ever really been 10.5 stone. I'd never weighed 10.5 stone before, but the idea was if I could get down to 10.5, I, w- I knew I would be ready for title fights. And I know mm-hmm. how stupid that sounds now in, in my head, uh, but at the time, like that was my my ambition. I really wanted to win belts, and I wanted to win them quick and make a statement, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I boxed William, and um, you know, not making excuses, the man beat me fair and square. In, in, in that version of me, he beat he beat, he beat convincingly that night. Uh, but I had no strength. Uh, I didn't feel like I had any energy before the fight. When I got in the fight, it just wasn't, I wasn't firing like I usually did. And uh, ultimately, I ended up collapsing in the fight. Um, and, and I think, I think it was, I think I was highly dehydrated, to be honest. But, yeah. but, but I ended up collapsing and they stopped the fight. And, uh, and it made us re reassess everything, really. Because, yeah. as you know, of, you know, like, you only really find out who's for you when you lose. Yeah, you're, you're, right. you, you find out a lot about life when you lose, mate. Because mm-hmm. everybody, everybody 
is behind you when you're winning. But that's right, yeah. when you lose, all of a sudden, it's a that's the cruelty of boxing. It can be very, such a cruel sport. Very, very cruel, very cruel. Right, be very cruel. You can go from yeah. that. You can go from everyone's favourite to a loser in no time, and that's that's how it looks. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a it was a great um, learning experience for me because I a lot of people revealed themselves to me at that time, um, and what was left was was my dad as always and yeah. um, and my, my inner team and so we uh, after a, I, you know I, I, I was very heart, I was heartbroken by the loss really but but with with the help of my dad and my team around me the the you know they got me back on the horse and we decided to redirect ourselves and we went up to light middle weight um, we, we, we started box campaigning at light middle weight put a bit of, a, of extra weight because we felt that the the loss of weight, the you know the dramatic, the dramatic loss of weight to fight on a fight had an effect on me, yeah. um, and then we, we we went to work and um, yeah, I had uh, from there I had nine <laughs> nine fights and I won every one of them. Yeah, so, I was I was good. That was that, I was just going to you know once you following that loss to Orbiton, I mean obviously you went on that nine nine <laughs> streak, yeah. And, yeah, and then suddenly it stopped in two thousand and seventeen. I mean, um, yeah. Do you want to? Are you happy to kind of? Uh, quick, quick, yeah, quick, quick, of course. Quick. You know, two two seconds. Can I just say something before yeah. you jump from that yeah. one? Just, yeah, yeah. All I wanted to say, sometimes, you know, in life, you know, when you're winning to be, make yourself a better fighter, you have to lose to become yeah, a better fighter. So, so you know, so, Ryan, I just say, I know you say you got it from that loss, but sometimes these things happen for a reason, and maybe it made you a better fighter because you never lost yeah. again yeah. when you had that loss. So, yeah. just wanted to say that. No. no, thank you, Alf. Thank you. No, but, uh, you you know yourself, Alf. Records yeah. of records are for DJs, mate. That's records right. For DJs, yeah, right. and yeah, and yeah. and uh, that loss taught me more about boxing and life, really, than than anything yeah. that had, that had come before it. So mm. after that, I very rarely lost a round. Never mind a fight. Mm. You know, I I, yeah. I I I was stronger. I I took my time more. I I was more cautious. I didn't just charge in. You know, I I, I wasn't as um, I wasn't as fearless, and in a way, that made me better because I think I think I was too fearless at the beginning. I think I yeah. I truly believed I could be stopped, and, and I think yeah. when you find out your own mortality, <laughs> yeah. I, I think when you find out your own mortality, it makes you a wiser fighter, you know. And that's what I think I became. I think I became wiser and understood that you know yeah. anyone can get rid of you at any time. You've just got to yeah. be careful in there, you know. And yeah. uh, we're, we're all human. Anything can happen. You like that. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I went on. I went on then, and I went on a run, and I, I ended up beating a few guys who beat William Warburton. Um, we tried to get the rematch of Warburton twice, um, and he he pulled out of one of them. Um, but it wasn't because of me. He was. Yeah, I would love to say it was because of me, but it wasn't. It was he simply got a better offer. Yeah, uh, oh, for, more, yeah. for more money on TV yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. But I I always wanted the rematch at, at like middleweight because I I truly. To this day, believe in my heart, I would have beat him in a rematch. But mm. but it doesn't matter now. That's that's gone. Um, yeah. But I ended up winning um, a little pro title on the way, and I won the I won the international masters title um, against oh, against the kid from uh, Lithuania called um, Advinas Trisno, who was quite well respected on the 
on the scene as well. Um, and I beat him in my hometown and, and won a little, uh, you know, professional belt. That's an achievement in itself, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was happy with that because, you know, it, it wasn't... I the, the, the intention for me was always to win the British title. That's what I wanted. Um, and, but it, but it, it wasn't meant... It, you know, the story wasn't meant to end that way for me. Yeah, I understand I, that. I, I, I understand. As, I found, as I found out. But um, I actually got lined up for the Central Area title and that's when mm. the, uh, that's when I actually had to pull out um, of boxing because uh, I had, uh, after all, this you know this nine-fight win streak where everything was going well and, and it was looking like I was finally going to get where I, where I wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, I'd got myself into the top 20 in the country by this point and we were just starting to push. Yeah. Um, I, I had my yearly medical, and and on the medical, my brain scan come back that there'd been a change on the brain scan. Mm. Uh, now, now to quickly inform people, uh, you know that that is more common than people think. It's not. It's not. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of boxers have changes on the the brain scan, and the way that the the British Boxing Board look at it is, it's kind of a three strikes and you're out policy. You know, yeah. like a yeah. small change isn't something to to retire on. But if you have three of them, then obviously something's happening. So we need to we need to look into that. Well, I had one, um, and I I argued with my with my dad and my family to to let me carry on, um, and 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 I convinced them to to do so. And what I told them was that rather than wait every year to have a brain scan, I would pay for my own private one every six months, right. so that we're getting double checked, kind of thing. Yeah. So. We got lined up for the Central Area title and it was in my hometown of Blackpool and it was going to be against a kid who, who I'd actually beaten before. So, so you know, there's no such thing as a guarantee in boxing, but I was highly confident. I was highly confident that, that we were going to win. Um, and then I had the, the voluntary uh, brain scan test and it changed again within six months. Mm-hmm. So that changed things for me then because... Uh, Obviously, the chain had been within six months. I was right on the eve of this fight, yeah. and I was two weeks away from my 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 daughter being born, um, my my only child. Uh, oh, so your, your priorities changed as well. Things had just yeah. started to change in my life, you know. And all of a sudden, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about other yeah. things. Um, and then, and then, the, what you said on earlier, I think that was a massive factor. As as much as a strength as me and my dad was as a team, mm-hmm. the fact he was my dad impacted me at this point now because all of a sudden I knew he'd have to live with that if I carried on boxing. Yeah. He'd have to live with the thought that he's let yeah. me back in yeah. on a second strike. And do you understand what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, and that that weighed heavily on my mind because I thought, you know, I need... I, I can't have him worried about me when when he's in a boxing ring. He needs to be a coach for me, not my dad. He yeah. can't be my dad in the corner. He's got to be my coach. Yeah. Fair to for that, you know, it's that concern about thinking about your dad. That's brilliant. That is. Yeah, yeah well, that that was that was kind of how it worked. But it, but you know, like, it, it me and my, me and my dad, you know, it, it was always meant to be me and him. And uh, and when when it, the boxing ended, um, we set up our own boxing gym in Blackpool. And and it's become very very popular, and I can only thank 
uh, everyone and all the supporters I had as a as a boxer for for making that happen because when I when I was fighting they all followed me to this gym and uh, and, and and have continued to support me and my family ever since that since that day really um, but me and my dad still get to live the dream a little bit because you know we we're in that gym together every day uh, and we and we're helping and we're helping others now learn to box oh, so yeah you know, it's, it's, it's all good it's all good so have you got a lot of fighters oh. you got a lot of guys in the lot of guys and girls i'm sure in the gym now training i have or... i have i have <laughs> it's not it's not your typical gym uh, i'm not trying to get into the pro ranks i'm not trying to make him uh, professional fighters i i my my gym the, the kind of the motto of the gym is it's for everybody so so I I, be, I love boxing. I love boxing, and I always have. And I believe it can be for everybody if done in the right way. If done in the right way, you know, anyone can get something out of boxing if they want. You know, um, and whether that's just confidence or fitness or you know yeah. lose some weight or whatever. You know, there's there's many things. But we've got a really varied group in that gym of you know quite good fighters. Some some we've got some really good fighters, but we've also got people who will never have a boxing match in their life. But there is there is big they're as big a part of that club to me as any one of the good fighters, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. You know, no, yeah. it's, so it's like a big family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we're, 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 I mean, that's what we're called with Davis Boxing Gym. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're a family gym, but we're, we're a family to the, to the, to the guys and the girls who come in as well. And, and, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's probably, it's probably the proudest achievement of, of my whole boxing career at my gym because, I realise now that 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 is my legacy of of my boxing career. The boxing career, which was just the start, it was, it was always to lead me to that gym. Build up to that, yeah. That's an incredible story. It's really amazing. It's very amazing. And I, and I suppose <laughs> yeah. again, you know, having that gym there, like you said, it's a family kind of run thing, and you know, the, the people that are coming in are part of that extended family, for want of a better word. But I'm sure as well for a lot of the people in your local area. You know, it's that socialising as well, isn't it? You know, they're going somewhere, they're making friends. Exactly, you know, exactly, fit, exactly. You know, exactly. All of that comes into it. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, like you say, it's incredible. Incredible. they don't ever go on and have a, a proper fight mm-hmm. in a ring, you know, just to be part yeah. of that. No, 100%. For a lot of people, that's, yeah. that's an incredible, incredible yeah. thing. So that's a real achievement, you know, uh, Very, for you and your yeah. family. I mean, that's that's brilliant, absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and interestingly, what are, you know, so... You had to stop the boxing. You got the gym, which is brilliant, and you know your dad's helping you with that. So you're both living the dream, and that's great. But then suddenly you've you've moved across. In, you got back in the ring, but in a different form. Yeah, yeah. Well, that came out. That came out of nowhere, really. And um, and again, something I'm so grateful for. But um, the way that came about is after I'd retired from boxing, as you can imagine, I, w- I was a little bit bitter about about the the sport itself. Yeah, cool. um, and I, I'd felt I felt hard done by because I couldn't get my head round what I'd spent ten years trying to achieve um, for it to all kind of just finish, you know. And then, um, and as I said to you before, hindsight's an amazing thing because now, three and a half years later, I can tell you that the gym has boomed, and that's why we did it. And and you know, the, the, there's many reasons why the boxing was a great success to me. Not, not you know, and I, I, I don't consider it a failure anymore. Um, but no, but I, never but consider I, it a failure. Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah. No, but you know. I, I think I certainly did when it first ended because of the way yeah, it ended. The way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was in a bad mental state because yeah. although I just had my daughter and it was the happiest time of my life. I felt like I'd lost the major part of, of myself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, um, 
you know, my whole identity was I was a boxer. You know, everyone knew me in this town as a boxer. So, so yeah. all of a sudden to be this guy who who, who didn't really do anything anymore, um, you know, hurt. He did hurt a lot. Um, and, and with that, you know, I put some bad weight on and stuff like that because... There was nothing to train for anymore, and there was there was no reason to be on 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 a, on a diet anymore and stuff like that. And then weirdly, about a year after uh, it all packed up, I got a phone call from a friend, uh, a good friend of mine called Johnny Bonigan uh, at Wigan, yeah. and he owns a wrestling company. Okay, uh, and it was a random, it was the most random call. And he rang me up. He said, "Hey, Ray, how are you, mate?" I said, "Yeah, good, good." He said. Um, I know you've always been a wrestling fan, and the reason you know this, the reason he knows this is that I have always been a wrestling fan since I was a little kid. Yeah. When I used to box, I used to come to the ring to wrestling wrestlers' entrance themes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when I'm box, I always come down to wrestlers' entrance themes. It's like a little nod to my friends in the crowd kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, I know you've always been a, a wrestling fan. Would you ever fancy doing anything? And, and I just laughed on the phone, and I said, I said, Johnny, I'm five foot ten and twelve stone. What what can you do with me? Yeah, it's how you imagine uh, you think of Hulk Hogan, didn't you? And the Undertaker. Yeah. You know what I, mean? no, I, thought, I thought you had to be about six foot ten, yeah. you know, full, full of full of gear and you know whatever yeah. face paint on. Uh, he said, uh, but no, he says no. He said you've been a legitimate fighter. He said there's a lot I can do with that. He said, there's a lot I can do with that. He said, but it's just whether you want to take the plunge. So I come off the phone and I had to think about it and I looked down at me, at me, me, me ever blossoming guts that was starting to appear. And I thought, I thought, you know what, this could be exactly what I need, uh, to, to get myself back in shape and give myself, give myself yeah. something to focus on. Um, I knew it was completely different to, to, to boxing. You know, I knew that it was obviously a lot more of a show and, uh, it was a lot more of a performance side to it than, than boxing, but it was something I'd always had a massive passion for. So I jumped, I jumped into it and, and thought, you know, let's see how it goes. But I genuinely have, have fallen in love with it, um, and I'm as happy as I've ever been. And I, I love pro wrestling, and it's been very good to me. And uh, I feel like that everything I've ever done has led me to this point. You know. Yeah. Ryan, you know while doing that, do you find the same sort of thing? The nerves, the, 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 yeah, does that sort of, I was, you know, same sort of feel? Yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do, because you're going out in front of a live, you're going out in front of a live audience, and I, and I realise yeah. now that I, I obviously, I obviously buzz off that, I, I buzz off that, you know, um, but but the nerves are different, the nerves are yeah. different because, you know, as you know, when you're going into a fight of, yeah. you know. You, you worried you worried for a lot of reasons uh, yes of course of course in some ways i'm more nervous for wrestling but it isn't because yeah. of who, who i'm going out to it's i don't want to mess up i don't want to make yeah. a mistake you know i want mm. i want the performance to be as good as it can be and and and, and entertain the people who have paid the tickets to come watch got yeah got yeah are you ever tempted it, to throw a boxing punch when you're in there? It must be like really hard sometimes. That, well, well look, luckily, luckily for me, mate. Luckily for me, uh, Johnny, who set me up into wrestling, has given me the perfect character. I get to just be me. I get to be the, the ex-boxer. So, oh, brilliant. All my all my moves are based are based around uh, are based around boxing and, uh, and yeah. my old career. So, yeah, I'm lucky. I don't have to be a clown or a Viking or anything. I can just oh, be good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ryan, I know that you know while you're boxing, you get hit and it hurts. You know when we, you get hit, but 
Well, with wrestling, surely that must hurt as well. You get swung around by your oh, arms. And you, mate, pull, well, you know, well, I bet there's a few. Carry on, yeah. Well, this this is it. Oh, when I turned to pro wrestling, mate, I mm. you know, I I, I, could, I thought in my head, and this is naivety, uh, yeah. that it was going to be easy in comparison to boxing. Well, yeah. I, I've never I've never been more wrong. <laughs> I've never been more wrong. I've never I've had more injuries in the last year than I than I had in the ten years of boxing before it. I mean, wow. the worst I can imagine I got, that. The mm. worst I got in boxing was a couple of sore noses and a couple mm. of busted knuckles. Uh, this time, you, it's the landing, mate. You landed on your yeah. back. You're, you're landing yeah. awkwardly, and you know you're springing around and getting your legs yeah, and your arms it, pulled it, and twisted and that it, kind in of thing. In a lot of in, it, oh. in a lot of ways, it's, it's very high risk. It's very mm-hmm. very high risk. You know, you've got to be careful because you can you can seriously hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the dip the difference would be for me is that. If you hurt someone in a boxing match, you are intentionally hurting someone. You know, you don't. You, you might not intend to. You know, that's true. You it's might. True. You are. I know what you mean. You are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit each other until one of you falls mm-hmm. over. Yeah. You know. Um, whereas, if you get hurt in a wrestling match, it, it is accidental. You know, they're not. No one's trying to hurt you. We're trying to put a show on a competitive show that the yeah. you know the fans and the audiences can enjoy. So yeah, the, the different different sorts of risks, different sorts of risks. But uh, mm. I, I I've got to say, wrestling has been a great savior to me, and uh, and has given oh, me a, and given me a secondary lease of life, really, in in, uh, in athletic sport, at least anyway. Oh, I mean, and thinking of your dad again now, obviously, because your dad's with your professional boxing career. How has he taken to you taking up wrestling? <laughs> I mean, does he has well, he embraced he, it or is he like? Oh. Well, my, my dad, my dad was never a wrestling fan. To be fair, my dad's very old school in in his, mm. in his ways. Um, but but in my fairness to my dad, as I said, he at the beginning, my dad is my, my very best friend, and uh, I I believe I'm his best friend, and. Uh, um, That's fantastic, he, he's just, he's just. I think he's just proud that I've yeah. found something else, and I've tried yeah. to. I think he's proud. I've tried to rebound and do mm-hmm. something else with my life rather than just sit on past glories, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And uh, and uh, although you know, he, yeah, he wasn't a wrestling fan. I would never call him a wrestling fan, but I think he enjoys the shows I'm in because he comes and he has a beer, and I think he enjoys. He he sees what a great fan base that we had as a boxer because. That's one of the main selling points for me. Like I, 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 I take a hundred, hundred and fifty people up from Blackpool everywhere I go to, to watch me wrestle. Now, um, and they were always very loyal, and they've been ridiculously loyal since I've turned to wrestling. Yeah. And uh, and and then and then people have made it, you know, made the atmosphere so good for the wrestling matches as well. And I think my dad is proud of that because he he sees him cheering for me and everything. And I think he, I think he. He enjoys seeing me. Uh, I think he enjoys me seeing me enjoy myself. If you know what I mean. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and I suppose yeah. the bonus of it for him is he hasn't got to be in the ring with you, kind of. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, so, you don't have um, to shout at me anymore. You exactly, don't have to shout exactly, at me anymore. Bless him. Oh well, he sounds like yeah. a. He's a good dad. Perfect dad. By the he's a, he's yeah. a classic dad. dad. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, perfect dad. Perfect. Like and he's a good man. Before we, unfortunately, we're sort of coming towards the end of the time. The time goes so quick on these interviews, doesn't it? Oh, it flies by, it flies. Yeah, by. Before, flies by. Before you go, I mean, um, just thinking at the minute, going back to boxing. I know you, you know, you're more in the rest. Have you got? Before I think about that, have you got any, any contests coming up for the wrestling that we need to know about that we can put out for? Well, you, we yeah. we have. Yeah, I, I wrestle for a company called uh, Grand Pro Wrestling out of Wigan, uh, and uh, you know. 
they they who got they they are the, the the company that got me started in wrestling, and I will always have a loyalty to them because yeah. because of that. And um, they put great family shows on, and we're hoping to do one at the end of November. Uh, but mm. with all these restrictions, who knows? Who yeah, knows? The you know, like it is everything, Co- isn't it? COVID's affected everything, so it has. I think likely we will be back in 2021. I would think. I would think, but but you never know. You never know. I'd I'd love to say I can wrestle this year, but I've got a few things in the pipeline for next year. There's a few <laughs> companies. There's one out of Morecambe called Odyssey that I'm going to be doing a little bit of work with, um, and and a, and a couple of other uh, around around the northwest. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Man. I want to. I want to. Get involved a little bit more in the wrestling this year. If this if this pandemic has shown me anything, it's that you've got to seize seize moments before they're taken from you. You know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, so yeah, I want to I want to really um, give my all to the wrestling now in the next year, mm-hmm. and and just like the boxing, just see where I can get ride ride the wave for one good last. You. you know, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say say you know, if it were for this this COVID. How many times would you be fought, would you have been fighting? Uh, um, uh, sort of yeah. well, monthly, you, every two months, one, one, one to twice a month, really. Okay, you, you wrestle. It's, it's, it's obviously yeah. quite it's quite an active thing, you know. So it would have been probably I, I, I've missed out on a lot. I've missed out a lot because of this. But in all fairness, a lot of people have missed out on a lot more. So yeah. so you know you can't you yeah. can't complain, can you? You've just got yeah, to, no, got to, yeah, we're all on the same boat, so we've got to try and uh, we've got to try and get through it together. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. in regards to boxing, at the minute, do you still, are you still following the boxing actively? I mean, have you got any I am, fans I am, yeah, at I, the minute? Who's, who's I, your top yeah, I, I, I love the boxing. I love the boxing, <laughs> and um, and I and I and I actively. You know, follow it and and watch it. Um, you know, there's some top fighters around in there now, like Lomachenko and Canelo. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, I still watch the big big fights, and and I and I still keep my eye on some of the British scene now, and and lads on the up, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, Brilliant. It's uh, it, it, but boxing is a passion. I think that will never leave me. If you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> well, Ryan, unfortunately, thanks. That's all we've got time for. The time, no, has, the right. time has flown by, and it's been it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure to, to speak. I hope to you I've today. been all right, guys. Of course, brilliant. you have it's been brilliant, and it's been it's you've been great. absolutely brilliant. It's been, pleasure. It's been so great to hear your story, you know, and the transition, you know, how you started your career, the transition from boxing into wrestling. And all we can do is wish you every success for the future with the wrestling, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. on whatever it is you decide to pursue, because it sounds like, mm-hmm. like you say, you know, you're just going to ride the crest of the wave and see where it takes you and i think that's an absolutely marvelous way to be absolutely brilliant ryan thank you fellas i really appreciate oh, having me on but thank you yeah, it's been, been a pleasure thanks been very pleasure. much for your time and uh, we look forward to to, to watching your, your wrestling career that's going to be uh that's going to be thank good you. thanks very Let's much see. ryan cheers thank you. all right thank, thank you, you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.